Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, Keep Pressing Forward, in the sermon series, Setting the Course. We're glad you're here. If you have your Bibles and you're able to stand, please stand and turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse number 12. That's Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse number 12. Amen. Was I in church last week? feel like I wasn't here. In, I haven't been here in a long time. I was here. Amen. <laughs> I went somewhere else oh, and came back. Amen. So God be good. <laughs> Philippians 3, 12. And the Bible reads, not that I have already obtained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I just want to preach from the topic today, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Life is a journey. And we all have been issued a driver's license to drive on the road of life. As believers, we now have to determine if we will listen to the GPS, God's positioning system, or if we will wander through life trying to discern what exits to take on our own, what streets should we be driving on, or often confused asking ourselves the question, Am I in the right place? That is why the writer of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 declares, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And I don't know about you, but on this road of life, I always want to ensure that I'm going forward. I don't want to live a life where it seems as if I'm going in circles, left turn after left turn, where life feels like you are running on a treadmill. Seems as if you're doing a lot of work, but you're still stuck in the same position, stuck wondering, what's my next move? Stuck wondering, should I continue to rent or should I buy the house? Should I get married or should I stay single? Stuck wondering why the same things keep happening to me over and over again. You should not want to drive in circles, but you also should not want to continue to take roads that lead to dead ends. You put in the effort, however, you are often told you are qualified, but you're not the one. You study for the test, but can't seem to get a passing grade. You worked hard for the promotion, but you were rejected and denied. 
The goal in life shall always be that you're not going in circles, that you're not encountering dead end after dead end, but the goal should be you're moving forward. See, every vehicle is equipped with a windshield and a rearview mirror. The windshield is 80% larger than the rearview mirror. Therefore, it would make sense that you should look forward through the windshield at the road upon which you're traveling. The rearview mirror, although important to look back every now and again at where you've come from, it is to be used only a mere fraction of the time in which you're driving. For it is impossible to drive forward while looking through the rearview mirror. This illustration proves to us all that where you are headed is much more important than where you've been. I wish I had a witness here. The big windshield and the small rearview mirror metaphor is an excellent one to bring to mind anytime you start excessively focusing on your past, you will be distracted and you're head into a crash. So I'll quote online this week that said, the past should be a place of reference, not a place of residence. place of reference, not residence. This is the message Paul is trying to give to us all in the text today. Glance backwards, but focus forward. Let me try it one more time. Glance backwards, but focus forward. As we attempt to improve our lives, we need the past as reminders of what we have done, but also a reminder of how much more we still need to do. Y'all not feeling me today. As a reminder of what we have done, but also as a reminder of how much more we still need to do. Our goal in life should always be to be better. Better husband, better wife, a better friend, a better sibling. We should focus on getting better grades, of performing better at our jobs. But most importantly, we should focus on being a better Christian. Engaging in spiritual disciplines of prayer and Bible study and fasting and worship, giving and service. And one that Brother Vince added for us on Wednesday night, patience. I want you all to have a forward mindset because I cannot stay in the place that I am, but I'm moving forward. So the question today is, how can I move forward? Number one, you must allow your past to affirm who you are, but not affect where you're going. <laughs> allow your past to affirm who you are, but not affect. Where are you going? Paul says, wait a minute, I have not obtained everything. I'm not perfected yet. I know who I am, so therefore, I got to keep on moving. Paul says, I do not account myself to apprehend it, which means I have not yet arrived. Paul understood that he still had some journey in front of him despite the long road that's behind him. 
And if anyone can boast about the accomplishments and achievements, it was Paul. Earlier in this chapter, Paul states that I am from the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I am a Pharisee of the law. Paul could say I have planted churches. I've preached the gospel and I've given strength and encouragement to many churches around this continent. But Paul says, I'm still not done yet. I wish I had a witness. The problem that prevents us from pressing is thinking that we have already arrived. Or we feel as if we do not need God's divine assistance in our lives. Paul is suggesting that without God, you can do nothing. So he says, one thing I do. Not one thing uh, I will do or I have done, but what I am currently doing, I am pressing forward. Every day I am trying to move forward. I do this one thing that allows me to press forward. I forget what's behind me. One thing suggests I can forget and press at the same time. Because in all actuality, it's two things. He says, I forget and I press. But the one thing I'm doing, I'm pressing and I'm forgetting. God has given us the mental ability to remember. However, our memories can be our friend or our enemy. Our past can hurt us or it can help us. And it could lift us or it can cause us to suffer from depression. Our memory lets us know where we came from and sometimes it lets us know where we do not want to return to. And some can't press because we remember the failures that caused us so much pain and the achievements that gave us so much comfort. I wish I had a witness here. See, the pain has the power to prevent us from pressing because I'm so afraid of what happened to me. I'm scared of the results of pressing because it seems like the more I move or attempt to move forward, the more pain I endure. So just let me sit and hide out in the crowd and my achievements, they may stop me from pressing because achievements allow me to be comfortable with the place in which I am in. We should never be satisfied with where we are because if we still have breath in our body, God still has something greater for us. Paul says, I have not made it, but I'm focused forward because I have allowed my past to affirm who I am and not affect my future. Life causes us so many problems because we cannot let go of our past. Many of us will find ourselves in bondage and confinement because we will not let go of what's behind us. And I just want to challenge you all today not to allow your past to distract you, to bind you, or to deter you from doing what God has called you to do. I want to ask you today, let your past be a teacher to teach you how, how, how much God has done for you already, to teach you to let you know if he did it back then, he's able to do it now, to teach you that, that if he able to pick you up back then and turn you around and place your feet on the solid ground, where you, at, where you are right now cannot compare to what he's already done. Is there anybody in the house that could testify that I've let my past become my teacher and not a trap that holds me from going forward? Allow the past to affirm who you are and not affect who you are, where you're going, but then we must be, we must actively press forward. 
actively press forward. He says, and reaching to those things which are ahead. Don't allow your failures to prevent you from pressing. Our greatest failure is not falling, but is not attempting to rise every time we fall. We fall down the first time we try to walk when we're babies. We probably almost drowned the first time we tried to swim. When we learn how to ride a bike, you may have fallen multiple times with some bumps and some bruises. They are required for learning how to control a bike. I wish I had a witness here. We can't allow ourselves to become defeated with our failures. And the worst part is not failing, but what is worse is missing the opportunities God has for you because you didn't even try and I've often heard people declare that if you're going to fall, make sure you fall forward. I wish I had a witness. Failure is not there to kill you, but it's there to develop you. And you must be relentless in your pressing. Paul says, I'm reaching towards what is ahead of me. I'm pressing. To press means to seek after eagerly. And I press because I've released what's in my past and I'm focused on what's in my future. Therefore, in my present, I press. Because I can't change what happened yesterday. I wish I had a witness. I can only pre- I can prepare for tomorrow, but tomorrow is still a mystery. But what I can do right now is press forward to where God is leading me and where he's taking me. I am a child of the king. I wish I had a witness here that it does not matter what people think about me. It does not matter how they feel about me, but when I know who I am, I can press forward to what God has for me. Is there anybody in the building that could testify I'm above and not beneath? I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I am who God has called me to be. Therefore, I must be relentless in my pressing and develop an attitude that I can't stop and won't stop. Matter of fact, I got to be like MC Hammer. I'm too legit to quit. I wish I had a witness. I can't stop now because my family is dependent on me. My children are dependent on me. My church, my community, they're dependent on me. And if I give up now, I'm going to prevent blessings from coming to somebody else. Allow your past to affirm who you are, but don't allow it to affect where you're going. Be active in your present, your pressing. Yeah, you got to keep doing it. It's not something you do one day. But every day you got to fight with your mind. Amen. And sometimes you got to fight yourself. Amen. Sometimes your, your worst critic is yourself. I wish I had a witness here. Sometimes you got to have an argument with yourself. Tell yourself, self, I can make it through this. I wish I had a witness. That, 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 that's why David said he had to encourage himself when everybody else was talking about him, when everybody else was misusing him. And, and he was thinking in his mind, I can't make it. But no, sometimes you got to tell yourself, self, 
You can make it. I wish I had a witness. I wish y'all can learn. Sometimes you got to send yourself a text message. Uh, send yourself a text message. Say, hey, boy, you can make it through this. You don't have to hold your head down. You don't have to live in defeat and discouragement. But you can let's tell yourself, self, you can get through this. Self, you don't have to be defeated. You don't have to keep your head down. You don't have to live this type of life. You don't have to be addicted to these things. Uh, but you can either tell yourself if nobody else speaks to you. If nobody else encourages you, you better learn how to speak to yourself. I know, I know, I know they call you crazy because you're talking to yourself. No, I ain't crazy. I'm managing myself. I'm managing my emotions. I'm helping myself. I'm not crazy. I'm confident in who I am. And since I can't tell you how I really feel, let me talk to myself. Yeah, yeah. I can make it. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. I am above and not unbelief. I am a child of God. Sometimes you just got to talk to yourself because it takes effort to press. I wish I had a witness here. That, that, that word press, it sounds hard. Amen. It, it doesn't even sound like an easy thing to do. It sounds like a difficult task. Sometimes you just got to tell yourself, get up off this couch. Uh, you've been here too long. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, uh, I, I can make it through this. I don't feel like it. I wish I had a witness here. I, I, I don't feel like putting on no clothes. I don't even want to take a shower today. But you got to tell yourself, get your butt up. I wish I had a witness here. You got to speak to yourself. You can't stay in this moment. Oh, you got bigger things in front of you. You got a college degree to get. You got a high school diploma. You got new jobs in front of you. You got to buy this house. Matter of fact, you got to be an investor. Matter of fact, you don't want to be the one that's cashing the checks. You want to be the one that put your name on the check for somebody else. Is there anybody in the building that can say, God, I want greater than what's in front of me? And if you want something greater, you better learn how to press your way. Yeah. Paul says, I press. Why? Third and final reason, I'm done. We're out of here. Six minutes, we're done. Six minutes, we on, uh, uh, uh. Stay, stay here, stay here, amen, stay here. I'm pressing because there is a reward for my pressing. This is no, uh, uh, um, um, I'm just pressing for no reason. Yeah, th yeah th there is something that's going to happen during the pressing and after the pressing. No, this is no scheme. This is no get-rich-quick uh, pyramid scheme or nothing like this. But this is something that's tangible. This is something that is real. This is something that I have visible evidence for that if I put in the work, God will provide the blessings. No, 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 no. It's just not I show up and I can call it and haul it and gab it and grab it, reach it and get it. No, it's not just when praises go up, blessings come down. No, I have to put in some work. 
The Bible says faith without works is dead. We got too many people believing God's going to give them a job but haven't updated their resume. You send in your resume with all misspelled words. Even spell your own name wrong. Amen. I got faith God going to bless me with a house, but you still ain't paying your rent. I don't, it don't make sense. Credit jacked up. Amen. And not trying to fix it. Amen. That's a different topic. Paul says, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling in God, in Christ Jesus. There is a reason for my pressing. And here Paul begins a metaphor of a runner running a race in an attempt to receive a reward. I press toward the mark, which means I pursue along the line. This is a reference to the white line that marked the ground in the stadium from the starting point to the finish line on which the runners had to keep their eyes fixed on. For if they did not stay in their own lane, they would be disqualified from the race and, and they would not receive a crown even if they finish first. What is Paul telling us today? Just look at your name and say, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Amen. Stay in your lane. You can't do what I do. I wish I had a witness here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, you shouldn't want to do what I do because you don't know what I went through to be able to do what I do. I wish I had a witness. You, you, you don't know the pain I have to go through just to be here in this moment right now. You, you, you don't know what I have to do just to be who I am. You don't know where I came from. You don't know the pain I endured. Matter of fact, can you just tell your neighbor, stay in your lane? Because when you stay in your lane, I promise you, if you be the best you can be, you will help everybody because all of us to be the best us. I wish I had a witness. And when we get it together and when we get ourselves together and we're being who God called us to be, it allows the whole body to function like it's supposed to function. That's why Paul says uh, the hand shouldn't get mad at the foot. And, and if the foot decides to be the hand, then the body has a problem. But when you determine that I'm going to be the best usher God called me to be because that's where God placed me. Well, I'm going to be the best choir member that God called me to be because that's what God gave me the gift to do. And when you learn who you are in Christ, you don't care how people feel about what you do for Christ. And you understand that God has given you something that's so much greater, even though it may not be something that everyone sees or everyone hears but I'm just going to be me wherever God places me stay in your lane yeah you got to learn just stand on business amen <laughs> stand on business in your lane amen don't, don't, don't worry about how they feel about you I was, I was talking to our youth and children Ministers, I told them, hey, I want you all to be so great that people say they're doing too much. <laughs> 
Matter of fact, can I make that for public for everybody? I want you to do so much for God. I want you to do so many great things that when people see you, they say, oh, they doing too much. Yeah, yeah, I am doing too much because he did too much for me. I wish I had a witness here. He brought me too far. He blessed me too much. He lifted me too high. He had to do so much for me. So I don't care what you think about me. I'm doing too much for the master. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get out of here. When you are running this race of life, Jesus must be your mark. He must be the focal point of your running. Jesus should be in our thoughts, our affections, and desires. And to this mark we press. We look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. While we are running this Christian race, we must keep him in view and follow after him because he is our forerunner, which means he ran this race already for us. He has gone before us. He's the captain of our salvation. We must set Jesus in front of us as our anchor and our guide, that we must look to him for encouragement and motivation, that you cannot get a prize unless you get on the mark. On the mark, get set, let's go. I wish I had a witness. Uh, you cannot receive a reward if you don't show up for the race. And I press towards the mark, meaning I look to Jesus, who is the example of this race in which I'm trying to run. The prize of the racer was a crown. Only the winner was able to wear a crown. However, if you are on the Lord's team, I wish I had a witness, uh, by grace we all shall wear a crown. But this does not give us the liberty to slack off or take breaks during the race because we know we have already won the race. Sometimes uh, we take breaks in the race. Amen. Y'all remember the, to the tortoise and the hare? The hare knew that he was going to beat uh, the tortoise and so he took a nap during the race uh, and since he went to sleep the tortoise the little turtle just kept on going and going and going it took him a long time to get there but he kept going and going and going is there anybody in the building that could testify that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong but is given to the one who endured to the end is there anybody say I may not be as quick as you but I'm gonna keep on going I, I, I may not be as strong as you, but I'm going to keep on going. Uh, is there anybody that could testify? All I'm trying to do is finish this thing. Uh, yes, I'm just want to finish this race. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't need to finish first, but I just need to finish here. Here's Paul saying, he says, this reward, reward is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God is on high who calls us to the race. In this metaphor, he is the judge in the Olympic Games who was placed in an exalted position near the mark with the crown in his hand, which he gave to the person who finished the race first. That the calling to such high honor to run is from above. Humanity is not responsible for allowing you to run. But the call comes from God who is on high. And since God called you to run, he becomes your sponsor. <laughs> Yo, 
These days, everybody looking for some sponsorship. I wish I had some witnesses here. Everybody looking for some type of deal you can get for just putting on something that represents the person who paid you for it. I wish I had a witness here. And this is what we see here in the text. God becomes the sponsor for every Christian that runs the race. And when you have God as the sponsor, God is responsible for taking care of you. He gives you the clothes you need to wear. He gives you the trainer you need to train you for the events that will come up. He gives you the food that you need to eat to ensure that you perform proficiently when the game are about to start. He gives you housing and he gives you transportation. He, he gives you some good benefits. I wish I had a witness because he's the sponsor for the race. So run your race. I'm finished. Run your way, race with your eyes on Jesus. Get tunnel vision. Don't worry about what's going on around you. But focus in on Jesus. There was a story about a greyhound race at a track in Florida. The dogs crutched in their starting cages, ready to go while spectators watch eagerly for those incredibly beautiful dogs to start running around the track. To keep the dogs running, yes, I feel the Holy Ghost now. To keep the dogs running in the right direction, they are trained to chase a mechanical rabbit. A man in the press box, or a woman in the press box, electronically controls the speed of the rabbit, keeping the rabbit just out in front of the dogs. At the right moment, the starting pistol went off. The man in the box pushed the lever, starting the mechanical rabbit down the track. While the cage doors flew open, uh, releasing the dogs to take off after this little rabbit, the rabbit uh, somehow went up in flames. With the rabbit gone, the dogs didn't know how to act. Several dogs just stopped running, laid on the track. Two dogs were, 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 were so excited they just kept running and ran into a wall breaking some ribs. Another dog just began to chase his tail while the rest just barked at the crowd. Not one dog finished the race. Why? Because their goal had been burned up. What they were looking at, they couldn't see. The experience on the Greyhound track, it illustrates what can happen in our lives when we chase after meaningless goals and empty purposes? Mechanical rabbits such as uh, 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 those things we chase for success or how we're trying to chase the bag or power or money or pleasure or some other goal only to watch as what we valued go up in smoke. But I'm here to tell you today, stop chasing rabbits and start following Jesus. Let me try it one more time. Stop chasing rabbits and start following Jesus. Because when you follow Jesus, you'll keep on pressing. You'll keep on pressing because Jesus has become your mark. 
I wish I had a witness here that know that if you follow Jesus, he'll always lead you in the right direction. How do you know, Reverend? Well, 2,000 years ago, on a hill called Calvary, we saw how Jesus just kept on pressing. He was marched from judgment hall to judgment hall. He, he, he went around, and when they saw him, they spit in his face. But he kept on pressing. They beat him all night long, but he kept on pressing. They put a crown of thorns on his head, but he kept on pressing. He is our example, and he is our forerunner that he displays to us that even on our bad days, we can still be lifted up. He said, if I if I be lifted up from the earth I'll draw all men unto me they hung him high and they stretched him wide they dropped him low put nails in his hands and nails in his feet put a spear in his side and he died for your sins and mine but bright early Bright early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And since he got all power, I'm going to look to Jesus when I can't find my way. I'll look to Jesus when my body is racking with pain. I'll look to Jesus when I need some encouragement. I'll look to Jesus and he will testify that he's a way out of no way. He's a bridge over troubled waters. He's my all in all. Say yes. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.